0: It's time for the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom and Andrew muldock Molinaroli. Yeah, it is that time of the week again where we bring you the Roundtable Podcast here. I am Paulie G, of course. We'll go through all the information uh, from Round 19 in the books now. Of course, looking ahead to round 20, all important time, only three weeks to go before your Supercoach finals begin in earnest. Peter Hanscom joining us as always. How are you, Pete?
1: Yeah, very good. Thanks, mate. Yeah, really good, actually.
0: And Ryan MS with us as always. How are you, Ryan? Good, mate. How are you? Good. I mean, our boys, you know, got two points this week. Yeah. We beat <laughs> That's the simplest guy. way to do it. <laughs> Andrew Mollineroli still... On hiatus for a couple more weeks he should be back with us in a fortnight time for the injury report now Pat Lyons from Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care couldn't make the podcast tonight so we're going to be doing it in his absence luckily for us he has been able to email through some critical information on some of these players so that's going to help us out a lot Um, starting with the Parramatta and Michael Jennings not a lot of information yet about the hamstring injury not named for this weekend Um, look Pat's advice is, even though they're saying two weeks, it's probably going to be longer. It's an absolute minimum for hamstrings; they often drag out closer to the four-week mark. By then, we're probably going to know whether Parramatta are in, in business or not. They could also have a factor. I'm thinking, um, Ryan, Parramatta players. You're looking to mostly move on from anyway. Uh, from anyway after last week's loss.
2: Yeah, well, you're certainly not going to um, have a team full of them um, as you would have. You know, a couple of rounds ago, uh, given their situation as well as their, where
0: they're situated now on the
2: ladder um, and a bunch of injuries to a bunch of key players.
0: Looking at two Brisbane players, Matt Gillette and Jordan Carr, who Gillette not playing last week, not named again this week. Um, they're saying that possibly the week after uh, a rotator cuff problem um, Bronco's high performance manager, Jeremy Hickman says he's had scans and the good news is there's no structural damage to the joint should only be a week or two, depending on how he responds to the treatment. Pat confirms that one to two weeks sounds about right for that type of injury. Not as good news for Jordan who another, um, further injury to that pectoral uh, muscle that we talked about earlier in the year that, uh, why he was out, um, I think the last month. Um, they're saying four matches, but Pat says as an aggravation of a pec tear, he wouldn't be surprised if Kahu um, misses more than four weeks. I guess the only thing Pete in Kahu's favour is that the Broncos will be there semi-final time, but um, if, for, you know, not very likely he's in your Supercoach team, but now, I mean, there's probably no chance he's back till, you know, the very end of the Supercoach season.
1: No, if, you, if you've got him, you'd be getting ready, wouldn't you? It's a shame for a, a good young player like that. And, yeah, he's a bit of an excitement machine there for the Broncos. But, uh, yeah, well, who knows whether they finish in the top four. They've got a second chance, of course. But 5-8, to eight, you know, he may not He may not only get the one finals game this year. We shall see.
0: We've got a tweet from under the radar. Um, how long is Bodine out for help? Now, Thompson not named this week. We are hearing that he may end up taking the field, so don't um, lose hope just yet, but very hard to get more information on that at this early stage. We'll probably hear more about it as the week progresses and tweet it out there on our Twitter handle, at SuperCoachPros, but we're thinking if he does miss this week, he should be back the week later. Ryan, the biggest problem at the moment with the Warriors players, we like them over Origin, they came through for us as they do every year, but following the same logic, because that's all we were using, let's face it, they'd been horrible leading up to that point, um, we would now get off them because they usually, you know, really dud out now and um, they did lose on the weekend.
2: Yeah, well, that's right. Um, they really, really tried very hard and eventually succeeded to lose that game. Um, <laughs> it's, they, um, yeah, look, they're very hard to trust. That's the nicest way I
0: can put it. <laughs> Um, interesting <coughs> one. Well, let's go to Newcastle first. A couple of... Uh, this is a team that have pretty much everything go against them all year. They're probably not up for it in general. But um, certainly the last two weeks or last two games tried their hearts out. Two of their best, Robbie Rocco, had just come off a long uh, layoff with injury. And Sione Mataria now out for extended periods. Rob- Robbie Rocco's season, in fact, is over uh, another another peck injury. Um you know, causing a long delay. Um, Sione Mataudia will miss a month after breaking his jaw. And, Pete, this is just unfortunate because, jeez, Mataudia in particular looked really good um, there in the, in the right edge position in the second row
1: since moving their um, two matches back. Yeah, people sort of wondered what Nathan Brown was doing, I think, when well, they moved uh, uh, Sione Matur- Matur- into the into the second row there. But, uh, yeah, it's proved a success. But, uh, yeah, they've had absolutely no luck at all the nights. They only just got... Uh, Jared Jared Mullen back last week. So hopefully he and Hodkinson can remain solid for the rest of the season and, uh, and they can go on and win a couple of games. They surely deserve to run very close the last couple of weeks, as you said.
0: And finally, the Raiders losing Kurt Baptiste. Um, got to commend the Canberra Raiders website. One of the best as far as getting information injury-wise. Their injury report second to none. In, the, in, in as far as the clubs go in the competition, uh, Baptiste injured his foot in the final minutes of the Raiders' win over the Cowboys. Scans have shown a mid-foot strain. Baptiste said to be out for five to six weeks. Now, not many people of any are owning Kurt Baptiste, but this is a massive uptick for Josh Hodgson, uh, Ryan, with no cover name for him this week. Uh, this weekend, I mean, he was playing eighty minutes most of the time anyway. But as a running forward, when Baptiste was stealing quite a lot of minutes, um, playing pretty high standard of football himself, Baptiste, uh, this has got to be a boon for Hodgson us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ring up the dollar signs. Basically,
2: <laughs> if, you've, if you've got um, if you've got Hodgson, uh, it's unfortunate for Baptiste and for the Raiders for that for that matter. Um, but yeah, him. Uh, missing a couple of games will definitely help um, those owners of Hodgson uh, he will play the eighty and it will be a hooker and um, I imagine his points uh, will be on the be on the
0: up, yep, and uh, not a bad matchup for him this week either. This is the injury report done for Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. Go visit Pat Lyons if you live in the Sydney region. You can go via his website, www.coogeebay.physio, or via ours, www.supercoachpros.com, because if you do go via our link, you can get 20% off your first visit as a Supercoach Pros friend. Um, And, of course, it's not just... um, Sporting injuries that Pat looks after, back and neck in, uh, injuries as well. If you've done a little strain, something you may be woken up with at work, whatever, give him a visit or a phone call, Sydney number 9665 9667. And uh, look, I mean, his information second to none, and uh, I think you, you'll you have to agree with, with us on that. So well worth a visit if you require. Let's uh, move on now. Round 19 wrap. Uh, Clint Gutherson, amazingly enough, moving into 5.8 there with Corey Norman out and now looking like he could be out for longer. In fact, so Gutherson will remain there, 110 supercoach points for him. Josh Mansour in that same game, Panthers versus Eels. I mean, great stuff, uh, Pete, going for, I think it was 230 metres, coming off origin, both players impressive in their own ways.
1: Absolutely. like um, Clint Gutherson, I named him at 5.8. Um, initially I thought, gee, that's you know, I thought, oh, a tail away for Parramatta. And I thought that oh, I'd have, I thought, <laughs> you know, it's a mistake or they're going to get blasted off the park. But first five minutes, you know, he'd set up, uh, the first 10 or 15 minutes, he's had blown Penrith off the park. He set up two tries and, and, you know, like he had a hand in all three Parramatta tries, nearly set up another two, was called, called back on an unlucky obstruction. Uh, it was absolutely outstanding. He couldn't have done any more for his team. And it's a great credit to his coaching and to, to the player to to do so. A well-known familiar position. Um, and Mansour, how often do you see it when a player gets selected for, for rep duties and he comes back a better player? And uh, it's good to see with Mansour finally get the opportunity for New South Wales. And you think he'd uh, continue to go on and, and prove himself just to be one of the premier wingers, or premier wingers at least, uh, who comes from New South Wales in, in the competition.
0: Yeah, that's a good pointer for one of our topics a bit later on in the show, players at Target that haven't peaked beat- yet this year. um, Mansour, by the way, 108 supercoach points. Bunty Afoa, 103. A bit of a surprise, starting in place of Bodine Thompson, scoring two tries, thanks mainly to Sean Johnson's beautiful passes, but got to credit Afoa as well. We went hard for the whole game. Tyrone Peachy, looking at these next uh, guys, some really great players to watch. Tyrone Peachy, 90 points for the Panthers. James Roberts, 89 for the Broncos over the Rabbitohs. Ben Barber, how good's he been? 88 points for the Sharks over the Roosters and Tom traborovic 86, Ryan for the Seagulls over the Warriors. We talked about him last week moving to fullback. Um, you know, there was going to be a, you know, a massive up- upgrade for him going there and sure enough, week one, in bad conditions, he's pulled it off.
2: Yep, absolutely. Um, and I have no doubt that he'll continue to put up some very, very good points um, for the remainder of the season, regardless of how the Seagulls are going to be travelling. Um, but the thing is, because the Seagulls have now... They seem to have got a little bit more confidence. They do. It, it could well work out very, very nicely there are for any, um, Tom Turbo.
0: They're only four points away now from eighth position. And the way some of those teams... I'm sorry, Pete, but yours is one of them, is sliding away. Oh, um, someone could come and grasp it. And the way the Eagles finished last year, maybe they're fast finishers. So look out. Where's Andrew? He might be timing his run. Returning here just in time to see his team uh, (laughs) coming home with a wet sail. Tahu Harris, 85 points. uh, A big game for him back in that more familiar left edge position. And Connor Watson had to be impressed with him on uh, Monday night footy for the Roosters, starting at five-eighths, 83 supercoach points. Every time he touched the ball, it looked like he was going to go straight through them. Not bad for a team that generally is very hard to score against and generally very hard to score supercoach points against let's go on to our fitting next topic really when talking about the roosters because it's that time of year again when we look at what teams are pretty much either on the precipice or gone for 2016 or for the year because that's how we can also gauge maybe when it's time to move on from those players as well um Guys, I think we can probably safely say four teams. I know that that Parramatta haven't given up. They've got a better four-and-against record for obvious reasons and teams around them on the ladder, but uh, Parramatta have got to be there. Obviously, the Roosters and Knights have been there for a while, and I've got to include, Pete, the Rabbitohs in this. I mean, they just haven't been up to it, and I think regardless of what happens this weekend, I
1: don't see them being able to make it. Yeah, no, without doubt, I think the Rabbitohs have been the biggest disappointment of the season. Many of us... um... Tipping them to to do well this year, maybe not win the comp, but certainly be entrenched in the eight. But yep, me in one. <laughs> yeah, it started at like a house on fire in the first round against the Roosters. Then Adam Reynolds got injured, and it all just seemed to fall away. And there's been rumours of discontent and everything. So, yeah, no, they have they born gone. I'm afraid for Rabbitoh supporters.
0: And it's interesting, Ryan, because when you look at guys like the uh, teams like the Roosters, they've been out of it now for a little while, and especially the Knights. But how do you attack them? Because super coach wise if you've got a guy like Mitchell Barnett who you've just brought in, you're less inclined to move on from him, aren't you? Or, you know, Latrell Mitchell, even, who was a bit down last night but has had some big games, then these teams that are now dropping out of contention, like South, like Parramatta, who these players might really start to fall away over the upcoming couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, well, you see, um, I think because the Knights and the Roosters... Didn't start well and have had um, poor seasons. Um, you still get a beat on the consistent players. Mm. Um, I mean Barnett's a little bit different because he joined the Knights later in the in the season, um, but ever since he's joined, he, he's been quite um, quite good for them and quite consistent. Super, uh, super coach, yeah. Points yeah. wise, um, and the same with Latrell Mitchell. I mean the Roosters haven't had a great season, but um, he's been uh, Mitchell's been thrown in the deep end and he's come up with some um decent points at times um he's had a few low scores but on a whole as as a whole uh not not too shabby um where the thing is when when teams start now dropping out um of contention for the finals does their does their uh, motivation wane a little yeah. bit and Did, you know do do niggling injuries drop? become season ending
0: ones you
2: know? exactly right you know are they going to be risk mm. uh you know a guy that might come back in round twenty-five, if the team was going to make semi-finals, yeah, that might work. If a, you know, if the team's not going to make it, uh, they might just go, "Well, you're done for the year," and we'll, um, you know, we'll rehab you for twenty-seventeen. That's so, right.
0: The rehab, you know, it's a lot of work for little reward. Um, uh, <laughs> for mine, I mean, you know, obviously, if you're in a good trade position, you're starting to try to feed out all four of them. Those clubs, I think you try and get rid of players like Mitchell, even. But for mine, if if you're low on trades, and we know guys are, we're going to get to the tweets, you know, later in the show. But but we know guys are um, getting low on trades. We're getting questions regarding only got a few trades left, etc., etc. I'd rather have Mitchell, for example, over Bevan French at this point, you know, because Mitchell, we've seen the ups and downs, and we know it's going to be still a rocky ride for him as a young guy. But as Parramatta start now to fall off that cliff, it could be a, a real high cliff fall. So I'd rather have Mitchell and take my chances there. If I only sort of had enough trades to get rid of one of my centre and wingers and I own both, then French because of that the way that's going. I'd almost, if I owned Sam Burgess, I'd almost be looking to move on from him over, let's say, a Trent Merrin if with Penrith pushing for a finals or a Jake Triborovic with the Manly pushing for a finals berth? Because Sam hasn't played as well as we know he can since the neck injury earlier in the year. And and Pete, I mean, we've talked about it, you know, mainly in the injury report with Pat. But at some point, if Souths mathematically can't even get there, do they just shut Burgess down for the year?
1: Well, see, I think um, it can depend a little bit on the player too, you know. Like some of these players, we the guy also, where they played Origin three days before, don't want to get dragged off the field with 10 minutes to go when they're flogging the other team, you know, mm. I said three days later. And I think Sam Burtis is a bit like sort of bit like that. I don't think he's, he's wanting to let anyone down at South Sydney. And, and he's, although, as we said, he hasn't been that explosive Sam Burtis that we know he can be, he's still been putting out, um, playing 80 minutes or close to, and still getting very consistent supercoach scores at um. It's a little bit mystifying. He's turned into a player who was, he was, um, you know, remember that 2014 grand final performance, but he's not playing like that anymore. But no. he's still putting out the super coach points.
0: Decent thinking, points, but not that same upside from two years ago.
1: No, I guess it, it's hard to get back up to that standard. But I, I think that um, barring any other injuries, and no, I hope there's not, I think that he will continue to play out the rest of the year and still get pretty decent scores. Um, you mentioned about Trent Merrin at Penrith. Penrith are a club that once again a little bit risky. You don't know gonna how well they're gonna play this week. You know, they, they were down 18 nil last week and one. It's it's a risk, but I'd I'd still be sticking with birders I think.
0: We're gonna keep talking about this as we head into supercoach finals probably either next week or the week after, depending on how results go. Uh Let's have a look at another interesting topic now in regards to players to target that haven't peaked yet. I know we sort of hinted on one Josh Mansour earlier in the show. I think what Pete said um, is 100% spot on regarding Mansour. You see these guys from Origin, they come back, they've got something to play for um, in regards to personally, you know, they've reached that next level that they can go to. They've got something to play for in regards to their team is fighting hard for a top eight berth. Um, I think he's a a prime candidate for that kind of player where he could become, you know, a top 17, top 18 candidate for you, a point of difference even. Ryan, are you seeing any along those lines or are you looking at someone more cheaper or or have you got candidates for both categories, you know, um, stud and cheapy?
2: Well, I had a close look at... um, at the teams that, it, that were released um, just today. Um, and the guy that I really like cheapy-wise and as a, you know, okay, say you're sitting 10th in your comp, you you know, you want to make the finals of your super coach, super coach comp. You want a good point of difference, a guy that's, you know, going to be cheap. You know, you've got a number of trades left. You can say, okay, well, if I, you know, make this trade, get the cheapy guy in, then I can get another stud. The guy I'm talking about um, this week would be Angus Crichton um, for the Rabbitohs, who was really good last week in a team that was thoroughly beaten um, by the Broncos. But he was really, really impressive, um, both just you know footy-wise as well as supercoach uh,
0: points-wise. Was, does, um, does it fear you, what we just talked about in regards to outs, or is that – the upside you're looking for because you're thinking they're going to go with these younger players that have the opportunity to impress
2: yeah well you see that's the upside because the young guys if they get put in there and that's that that buys into it like scouts go okay well we might be done for the year so we're going to blood some youngsters and that might be the thing and the the young guys want to impress of course because you know it's you never know what's going to happen in twenty seventeen they might end up in the you know in the in the top thirteen uh, let alone the you know top seventeen mm. so it it's that kind of thing and and this guy admittedly on a very small sample uh looks like he can um certainly give you
0: you know a possible edge were well, you looking just that
2: just that little point of difference just that little speculation.
0: Yeah, and that's the big question at this time of year because what you definitely want to do is try to trade out those middling players and bring in starts, And any way to do that is to bring in, you know, cheap, cheapies, so to speak, or bottom-of-the-barrel players. Now, the big question is, and it all depends on how many trades you have left, is how you want to roll with that because, we, you know, I think when Bunty Afar went over for his second try, you know, he put the tweet out about he's a guy we can target as a cheapie because he's going to bounce this week. And we'll get into yeah. that a bit later. But then, of course, we had a lot of tweets agree. And then we have tweets saying, well, no, I don't want that sort of player that's going to sit on my bench. When I'm trying to, you know, essentially use a vice-captain loophole or an 18th man loophole, when it's super coach finals time, I want a guy that's not going to play. And yeah, well, that has yeah. credence too. Because yeah, if you're absolutely. down to the, the end with only a couple of trades left and then you've got guys in on your bench that's scoring 10, 12 points... And you know, one of your star players gets injured, and all of a sudden you've got to take a zero for the position, and you're get, you're copping twelve when your other bench player got your sixty in a different position, but he can't count. That that could be the difference between going through to a Supercoach Grand Final and and missing out. But on the flip side, if you've been saving your trades and you're at this time still looking for hey, can I bring in can I bring in a guy like Crichton or Jai Arrow? From the Broncos, you know. Yep. That was one, you know, saving the trades till mid-round, that last-minute decision. I know I was able to take advantage when I saw that. Big game. Got enough trades. I can still move Arrow on um, in a couple more weeks and do it again. And then maybe that time I'm trying to get that guy that I don't want really necessarily to be playing. But right now I can still sort of work it a little bit and um, maybe you know, sneak in another start. So that's where Crichton's in, and that's where it opens up a bit of a can of worms and and maybe a bit off off topic. But that's where guys like Crichton and Arrow can be really good. Or maybe you don't want a guy at all and you're just picking someone like a Brad Abbey. You think, well, he'll never play anyway, but if he does, he could have the potential to go large. Pete, have you had a look across the... um, Back to eight games, of course, this week... Is there a name there? I know, I, you know, maybe I stole yours in Josh Mansour, but is there a name like that that you're saying, okay, maybe the radar's not on him yet, but he could he could rise?
1: Uh, just to speculate, uh, probably a little bit similar to Ryan's one, I suppose, um, there's a guy I hadn't seen much of until the, the Friday night game last week for the, um, for the Titans. Uh, he came off the bench, was uh, Lieberha, uh, you know, sorry about the pronunciation, Lieberha Pulu. Mm. Um, he scored 50 points, which is you know reasonable for the, for the length of time that he played, um, and he may expect to get more minutes than that. Um, there's a couple of
0: uh, well, no Greg Bird to- this week, so I reckon that a few
1: of them will get more minutes. Absolutely. So there's the there's the opportunity. That's right. Bird suspended for a week, so he may get a bit more time. He runs pretty hard. This guy. So um, yeah, he might be might be an option too. And he's only 190,000, so it's, it's pretty a- reasonable value, I think. And the Titans, I think, will definitely be in the top eight. You won't have to worry about them clocking off or, you know...
0: Well, they'll, be, they'll be there or thereabouts, won't they? I mean, from a Supercoach yeah. perspective, you, like you say, you don't have to worry about them clocking off, because if they don't make it, it's because they'll lose in the last round. And that, you know, Supercoach-wise, that, that's fine, because we want, we want teams that are going We want players that are going to play that are, to the end. Um, Pulu's interesting in fan sports comps, too. Usually comes through at a very decent price. Um, definitely one to watch. I, I go back to Broncos. I know he was big earlier in the year, but Corey Oates, I think he's ready to refire. And I think you could even look at other guys like James Roberts, a couple of other Broncos players too, Ryan. I know that you sort of had a point out, and this is a good one for the recap, because Gold Coast, going back to Pete's comment, have pretty much as good a bench as anyone in the comp. And if you read our recaps at com, you'll see we're constantly harping on that and no matter which one of us three are doing the recaps. So uh, it's a good point. And I know, Ryan, you mentioned Andrew McCulloch on the recap. There'd be another guy along with uh, Josh Hodgson who could take a rise in the um, HOK spot.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Because, well, the thing is he was going very, very well. Um, you know, had some time off, um, also... Uh, the Broncos had a dip in form uh, have souths played them back into you know the style that they 're accustomed i guess we 'll find out soon enough, but he 's there um, he 's a quality hooker, and yeah i mean i mean the the priest in the pudding you 've seen what he can do it 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 all depends on if if you believe enough that he's um he 's ready to go then. I think he's
0: a vi- very viable option. Cameron Smith, I think is a must, but if of you course. can afford to have two big name hookers, you probably want one of those other two, I would say that we've mentioned as your backup. Um, probably over most, most of the other ones who are a bit more up and down, like your friends, etc. We have to keep moving along. This is the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. Of course, we do it each and every week. You can find us on iTunes or at the website, www.supercoachpros.com. As we just mentioned, check out those recaps there too. Game previews. Previews should be up there not long after this podcast. Recap's already there. And, of course, follow us on Twitter, at Supercoachpros. We tweet out before each and every game the final team lineups. And, of course, you can tweet to us to get your questions asked on this very show and of course we're going to do that a little bit later on but right now we've got to look at the price predictors and it's a trap. Bantia Foa that man we just talked about he's due to go up 68,000 this week a massive increase if you're still in line to pick up a couple of cheapies if those trades are up your sleeve he's the man to bring in this week Cameron Munster we knew when he finally came back you know he'd get a nice bounce and he's due to get one more in fact he should hit well over the 500,000 mark this week whether you have the ability to then trade him back out, maybe not. You've probably run out of trades by this stage. But it's something to consider. Ben Barber, he's due to go up to 430000 If you like him, maybe bring him in. My only fear there, Pete, I know Flanagan, Shane Flanagan's come out and said, we're not doing it. But is there any chance Cronulla start resting players or at least bringing them off early? Because that could start affecting your choice of sharkies.
1: I would suggest um oh he said he's not going to, but maybe uh players like Gallon, um he might um, bring off a little bit early. Uh someone like Ben Barber, I doubt it. I think um fullback and particularly a guy like him is very much a confidence player and you know, whatever fun against Duncan this year's been great. Um I think he'll be playing the full eighty minutes as per normal.
0: Yeah, it's interesting about Gallon. He goes to Fiji this week, I believe, but he should be back in time for the game. Probably going to talk a bit about Paul Gallon. That and... sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh <laughs> oh, God, him. Yes. <laughs> okay. uh, let's go, go on to James Roberts. I can't, I can't beat that rhyme. Well done, James Roberts um, for the Broncos. That's the guy we just mentioned. I mean, at, uh, you know, three. Price rise predicted to 330000 so you can get him for under 300 right now. Jeez, that's tempting. Jonathan Thurston should go up 30000 as well. Um, another guy you could be looking, or should probably be looking to bring in. There might not be enough trades for you this week. Only two. How are you going to fit all these guys in? And we mentioned Jai Arrow and Josh Mansour. They're also due to go up well over 20000 as is George Tafua from Manly. The losses, well... Um, basically, Ryan James, what comes up, must come down. Um, he probably he, He's already lost quite a bit. You may think to move on from him now, but is due to still be playing well if you're stuck with him, if you've only got a few trades left to keep him. But if you want to upgrade to Gallon for Feeder Parker, maybe um, do it now or you probably will, won't have that money up your sleeve. Um, Michael Morgan's back this week now. He's due to make a big a price loss and um, also cameron smith um, due to come down quite a way so if you're looking to bring him in post origin maybe wait one more week see if you can get him a little bit cheaper. Jason is also on that list. He's sort of um, dropped back a touch but probably not enough to, to make you want to trade him out. And Will Chambers finally back from injury but copping a bit of a, a drop. Another one to put on your watch list. If he can come down to 310000 as predicted, he could suddenly be a great trade-in for rounds uh, round 21. Let's move on to the previews now for round 20. And I tell you what, it's going to be a great game to start off. The round, um, Cowboys v the Bulldogs. Uh, Javid Bowen comes in for Kyle Felt, of course. The origin players are back. Justin O'Neill from Tautai Moga. Michael Morgan and JT are new, uh, back in the halves. No Thompson, Cost Jason to the bench. Gavin Cooper, James Tamau, Matt Scott all return. John Asiata, Scott Bolton to the bench. While Cohen Hess, Patrick Cafusi, Ben Spina miss out altogether. Um, the Bulldogs. David Clemmer and Josh Jackson back there from origin. Asapelli, Finney and Danny Fuolo miss out. Tom Brown back to the bench. Gavin Cooper best. Uh, Thurston gets a big downtick. We just said he could be a good trading target, maybe even waiting one more week. James Graham, Aidan Tolman, David Clemmer are best. There's low ceilings here, Ryan. It's going to be a top game um, to get us back into the old regular transmission of NRL. But Supercoach-wise, I guess it's wise to stick to your guns. And um, JT, he's that that risk, but he's such a good player. Are you bringing him in this week if you don't already own him?
2: Oh, yeah. Look, it's tough. And especially, the thing is, when it's always going to be a good game, um, on paper, it's always a dour struggle. That's right. Super coach point-wise. That's right. You know, you're a great spectacle, but you're looking at your score and it's, you know, going up in 10s instead of, you know,
0: 30s. It's easier uh, to predict in some respects. When you're playing fan sports and you're looking at past, you know, examples, they're more likely to be accurate in these dour struggles than the ones where everyone's, you know, getting yeah, in on the act. exactly right. Look, JT is a risk in terms of
2: the, you know, in terms of such a great player. Um, the risk being that he's not going to score his na- his natural level of points. Um, I'd still play him. I'd still probably trade him in because there's a number of rounds after this and you know that um, regardless of what happens in this he game. He's a
0: good price right now. Yeah, he's, 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 he's golfed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Broncos Panthers, Tom Opicic comes in for the injured car. Who Corey Parker returns? But after a good game last week, Jay Arrow keeps his spot on an extended bench. The Panthers are the same 17 that took care of business just to the Eels last Sunday. Anthony Milford, well, we saw what he could do against uh, Penrith much earlier in the year, so he gets a massive upgrade again in that position. Um, left half going up against Bryce Cartwright, got to love it. Corey Parker, James Roberts, Josh Maguire, Darius Boyd, all good. Cartwright, the aforementioned, is best despite his defensive deficiencies, and then maybe Trent Merrin, or is Trent Merrin, but that's about it, Pete. Broncos are quietly returning to form. Um, Penrith just have really do struggle playing the full 80. This could get a bit lopsided early, and maybe these Panthers players are becoming
1: a bit more risk-reward. Maybe so. However, I was just remembering a game earlier this year between the Broncos and Penrith, admittedly at Penrith, where no-one was expecting Penrith to do any good, and they got up and beat Brisbane. And uh, remember remember the, the current Penrith coach is a former Brisbane coach, Anthony Griffin, who was replaced by Wayne Bennett. So there might be a little bit of extra motivation for the Panthers this week, but um, it is hard to seeing seeing them win. As you said, they they didn't play well in the first 20 or 30 last week. Paramount blew them off the park, and it has been an issue for them a bit this year. But... Uh, but, yeah, as you say, most of the Broncos players there you'd you think would do well. It is about time for, for Milford and Hunt to really hit their straps again after they started off so well. Super coach was early in the year. Um, as you mentioned, Mr. Oates, of course. Um, for Penrith, as, as we mentioned earlier in the show, you've got Mansour there. You've got uh, also Matt Moylan. ZWZ's um, been a little bit up and down, but um, I'd be interested to see how he goes, as you mentioned, along with uh, Bryce Cartwright. And... As I mentioned on the show a couple of weeks ago, Isaiah Yeo has also done uh, quite well. Uh, so I'll be interested to see how he goes up against the uh, uh, the big Broncos Packers also.
0: Very tough matchup for Penrith. It is interesting yeah. you mentioned earlier in the year that game because I believe it was Team Maria Martin that um, was the one that got them home. Not now, he's, he's back from injury, but wasn't named. But who knows, could be a late inclusion in this one. There is speculation he will fail. Lightning might strike twice. Uh, Raiders v. the Warriors. Josh Papali's back, so Sia Soliolo goes to the bench. Uh, Paul Vaughan also on the bench with Junior Paulo going to get the start. And Luke Bateman there, as there's no Clay Priest or the injured Kurt Baptiste. The Warriors get Jacob Lilliman back for the suspended Charlie Gubb. But Bodine Thompson's still out. But as we said at the start of the show, he may be a late inclusion. Jordan Rapana, Jared Croker, and Joseph Lelua get massive upgrades here. Whitehead, Hodgson, Papali, all decent. Look, definitely Thompson, if he plays, is worth the shot. Uh, used to play for Canberra, of course, as well. You've got that on, the, on, on uh, your side. Simon Mannering, perhaps safest otherwise for the Warriors. A big downtick for Sean Johnson. Ryan, this game could set the Raiders up for a tilt at the top four. Um, and maybe leave the Warriors hanging on for dear life. However, it is local boy Angie McFadden returning home, so that's got to count for something, doesn't it? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> look, maybe Lola Raiders- here gets more than two minutes. Yeah. Y-
2: yes. <laughs> well, um, look, honestly, I think the Raiders will win this one, but what I really think is that uh, Papali will have a massive game. Um I, I think they'll take a bit of a blueprint from Manley. I mean, Jamie Bura is not a massive guy, but geez, he just punched holes through the Warriors um in that game and I, I think the Raiders might do that and with their uh with their gun outside backs in Rapana, Croker and Lalea, as previously mentioned with the massive upgrades. I yeah, I, I think they'll make good on those <laughs> on on those predictions. Yeah. Uh and yeah do the job, and the warriors
0: will be back to where they were uh you know pre origin be interesting to watch Aiden Caesar as well, considering that um he's the guy that I know we talked about last week potentially as a as a halves backup option from those big four. Um, Titans feed the Eels. Ignatius Parsi in for the suspended Greg Bird. Nathaniel Petteru comes onto the bench for Parramatta. Brad Takarangi again named, um, although he's missed the last couple of weeks despite being named. Obviously no Michael Jennings there, so he comes in for him. Kenny Edwards is a new second rower. Bo Scott goes back to the middle third. Penny Terrapo on the bench. James the safest here from Zeb. Taya, certainly Parsy has the upside. Oh, he was pretty good against the Dragons. You've got Nathan Peets against his old club. Gets a small downgrade, but still obviously worth playing. Menu Ma'u is the best for Parramatta, but certainly riskier considering he's been named out in the centres yet again. Michael Gordon and Bevan French could end up doing reasonably well. We saw guys like Ewan and Aitken, Jason Nightingale and Kurt Mann do well last week, even though the Dragons were well beaten. Pete. Eels are on the precipice. Is this their last and final shot, John Farnham style? And then we can move on.
1: <laughs> well, I think John Farnham will just keep coming back. We're the Parham- <laughs> so do the Eels, it seems. Well, um, no, I shouldn't say, unfortunately. But um, with with Parramatta, yeah, I think like I, I get the feeling that they're just going to keep trying every game and just try and keep it out of their minds. Um, one of the players, Kenny Edwards, was interviewed today, and um, he said, oh, "He said I don't watch too much TV." He said, "I don't watch, um, I don't read the newspapers." He said, "I'm more of a home and away man." I couldn't believe it. So, so that's keeping his mind clever. off what's going on in the boardroom out there. It's, uh, Very clever. Yes, it is. But um, yeah, as I said earlier in the show, like I was super, super impressed by Parramatta on Sunday. Um, ended up losing, but just played with so much heart. And I said, "Gutherson was at the." Yeah, front and centre of everything they did. Uh, Robson has been um, Mr. Consistent as as well. Not huge scorer, Super Coach wise, but yeah, he's he's been consistent. Um, Mar- Maroa um, and Ma'u have been, you know, Parramatta's rocks all year as well, outstanding, and, and both Scott even played seventy three minutes last week. Um, but yeah, you would think, although Parramatta did beat the Titans uh, up in Darwin about five six weeks ago. Um, but I would think that the Titans will get over the top of them. you look for another great game again from, as you said, the usual suspects, folks like Ryan James. Um, Zeb Taylor was very good last week. Um, as you mentioned, Nathan Peets. Also, uh, Ashley Taylor. And it was good to see Conrad Hurrell hit some form as well, that great um, mm. run to set up in the Titans last try.
0: Certainly goes on your watch list with that big run. Um, a Storm and the Roosters, Melbourne of the same 17. Um, an eye on Corabidi, should be right to play, but did hobble off injured late last um, start there on Sunday. Um, the Roosters, Sean Kenny down, Blake Ferguson swapping between wing and centre. They seem to swap during the game, however, so not 100% on that. Um, Karen Munster, Suolesi Vunavalu, and Cooper Cronk get the big upgrades. Jesse Bromwich, also good. All the Roosters get downgrades of either Storm, only Mitchell Pierce worth considering. Ryan, Storm destroyed the Roosters last time these two teams met. Is it going to go down a similar fashion or have the Roosters turned the corner since then? No, they haven't. And yes, <laughs> it <just> will. Um,
2: <laughs> no, look, I just think the Storm, the way they're going, and the Roosters, the way they're going, I think the you know, it can only uh, end up in one in one way. Uh, look, you've mentioned Munster, Vanavulu, Kronk, big upgrades, and Jesse Bromwich. The... Yeah, it's it's hard to pick a Roosters if, player. Because if you're playing
0: fan sports, just that game, you might pick all Melbourne players.
2: It would almost it would almost be like that. I I honestly and wholeheartedly agree because. It's not that the Roosters are, you know, the worst players on earth because yeah. they're clearly not. They've got some excellent players in their team. It's just not working for them this season. The Storm are playing fantastic, and I, I think that's going to
0: continue here. Well, the uh, Roosters' best play is the bomb to, for Daniel Tupou, but they'd have he'd have to jump over Vunivalu to do it. Exactly right, and they've got yeah
2: two good jumpers. Um, yeah. It, uh, you, Melbourne just have them covered across the board, um, both in terms of form and, you know, almost in terms of just in reputation.
0: All right, Sharks feed the Knights now, and Andrew Fafita returns for Jason Bakuya, who goes back to the bench for Money Brown dropping out. A lot of changes for Newcastle, as we said earlier, that I've copped a couple of injuries, a couple of suspensions as well. Dane Gagai is back for the suspended Jake Marmo, who was one of their best on Sunday. Paulie Paulie will re- will come in for the uh, injured Cioni who In fact, also cops a one-game suspension. He wouldn't have obviously been able to play anyway with that broken jaw. Mickey Payer, Jacob Saifidi come onto the bench for the suspended Daniel Saifidi and injured Robbie Rocco with Sam Mate oro starting. Huge upgrades for a few of the Sharks outside backs who put it on, um, just last night, Ben Barber, CSI, are Fecky and Valentine Holmes, Chad Townsend, James Maloney, Jack Bird are also worth playing. Pete, the Knights have a 24.5-point start. But the way Corella looked in attack last night, this could be a lot more than that. It could be a cricket score.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it was 62-0 up there earlier this year, which was a great surprise. Mm. We're going to run them pretty close, but, yeah, how wrong I was. Um, yeah, Cronulla won against the Roosters the other uh, last night, but uh, they weren't super impressive. But you know that's a sign of a good team. To you know they've won a whole stack in of at right now, fourteen I think, and and they didn't they didn't play great, but still won, which is a, which is a great sign.
0: Mm. They yeah, were good yeah, in fun. attack. I mean, they were a bit disappointing defensively, and and they were yeah. a bit loose, more loose than Flanagan likes them to be. But that looseness could could really actually work in their favour when you're playing a team like Newcastle decimated by injuries and suspension.
1: That's right. Uh, yeah, you'd expect players like Jack Bird to excel again. As you mentioned, Valentine Holmes, Ben Barber. If the if the Knights' uh, nice kick chase isn't good, Ben Barber could really have a field bait. Um, but yeah, you can't see anything anything other than a, a Cronulla major Cronulla victory there. The only ones for, for Newcastle you'd, you'd see maybe having an impact would be As you mentioned about Mitchell Barnett playing 80 minutes, which is great. And maybe Dane Gagai if he he has a really good day. Nathan Ross has been a good value for Newcastle this year too. Extremely quick. So it'd be a good battle of the wingers too uh, for that one.
0: If you get on the fan sports and you can play a Sunday comp with that game and the game we're about to talk about, Dragons-Tigers, you could just load up on Sharks players and probably do pretty well. Um, Speaking of that, St. George V, the West Tigers, um, big changes for um, the Dragons Adam Quinlan coming in at fullback so Jason Nightingale goes on the wing Tane Mill comes in at centre no Tim LaFay, no Khalifa Fifi Law Tarek Sims named it prop- probably won't play there Tyson Brazil probably will and Sims on the right edge and Jacob Host going back to the bench um Origin players are back for the West Tigers. James Tedesco in. Jordan Rankin goes to the wing. No, Josh Adokar. Aaron Woods comes in for Tim Grant, who goes back to the bench. Robbie Farah, also named on the bench. No, uh, JJ Felice there. Kurt, Mann. Could be one of the best here um, with a nice matchup against, you know, pretty um, poor West Tigers outside de- uh, back defence. Jack DeBellin-Frizzell also up there. And James Sadesco, must start, but he does get a small downgrade. Aaron Woods also good. Ryan, Tigers are favourites for this one, so Dragons uh, victory, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, it's <laughs> so hard to pick, especially
2: given... <sighs> Yeah, both these sides. Um, look, the Tigers never do well whenever they're, you know, expected to do well. Um, and the Dragons like surprising teams as well um, <laughs> at the moment. But going on just pure form at the moment, the Tigers should probably win if they played like they did um, against the Bulldogs a, f- a week or two ago. Um, they would have beat most teams that night. Um, and they do have their origin players back.
0: Uh, it's the defence that's the worry, isn't it? I mean, in yeah. both sides. Naguama and Nofaluma are, just can't get it right on that right side. And then, on, and then the left side defence, you know, when you've got a pretty good player like you and Aiken And 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 a, a fight up Benji Marshall, of course, should have mentioned he's back too um, there for Josh McCrone, playing his 250th game. And you've got a, up against him Brooks, Simona and Rankin. Yeah, there could be...
2: It, it's got the potential to just be um, either, A, like a really, you know, down and dirty grind, <laughs> uh, which, however, unlikely, or it could turn into, you know, both teams throwing caution
0: to the wind. Well, you remember uh, last year was round 25. <laughs> I mean, that was a you know, score fez. You never knew what was going to happen.
2: Yeah, well, that's right. And, and I mean, obviously the Dragons have had, uh, you know, well-publicised issues with their um, attack. So it might just be, well, you know, just, you know, go for it. And, mm.
0: you know, the Tigers don't need any invitation to do that. Yes, that's right. And, Pete, you and I will be out of that game, of course. Uh, it's one of us going to walk away happy, you would think.
1: Um, yeah, unless... well, we shall see. We shall see. I'm <laughs> not real confident, though. I must have... <laughs> unless it's a
0: 90-minute draw. <laughs> yeah. A's me, the Seagulls wraps us up. Bryson Goodwin in for Ed Murphy. Adam Reynolds back. So John Sutton is uh, returning to the second row. And Sam Burgess back to lock. Nathan Brown to the bench. Uh, Angus Crichton keeping his spot, as we talked about earlier in the show. So Damien Cook goes back to 18th man while the Seagulls... Braden Williamy is back. So no Brad Parker with Matt Wright going to the wing. Um, Cody Walker's best here from Sam Burgess. Luke Keary, even Alex Johnson gets an upgrade... Um, while Jake Djiborovic for Manly is their best, George Tafua has the upside and Tom Djiborovic gets a down tick. You probably can still trust him, Martin Tepau, um The same, however, he hasn't been getting quite as many minutes, so certainly a riskier pick. Pete, the Rabbitohs have been ordinary of late, but this is definitely winnable. Um, can we even trust him? Well, like we said earlier in, in the podcast where we were grappling with that, um, do you trust any of these 34 players?
1: Yeah, uh, that's a it's a really tough one actually to like to find a point of difference or anything like that, really. As we said, Sam, we've had the discussion about Sam Burgess earlier in the show. Um Young Nathan Brown off the bench, he's he hasn't been quite as good as he was a few weeks ago for of South Sydney. He couldn't really see too much else in there. Joe Burgess has been trying hard, but their their back line is not getting a lot of ball. It should help the fact that Adam Reynolds is back this week, uh bring a bit more organisation to the team. I think that their best uh, halves combination is uh, Adam Reynolds and Luke Carey, So we shall see how that helps things along. Uh, Alex Johnston, as you said, I think he he should go well. Also Cody Walker um, for me, Um Tom Trebojevic, you know, as I said, this guy, I'm a big fan of, of the Trebojevic brothers over there on the peninsula. I think they're, they're both great players and, you know, Tom especially played so well last week. Um, and, you know, um, but, yeah, They're they're the standout
0: ones for for me. All right, it's time for the tweets now. And uh, first of all, Drew Johnson at Drew Jono asks, Okay, the run-home time, how important is it to play a pod, P-A-D. example, Coidner or Aitken versus Safe, James Graham or Joseph Lalia in both overall and head-to-head teams? Tough when you're playing... In both, trying to do well in both at this point of year, because often in head-to-head, you're really watching those what those other players are doing. It may not hit yet, Drew. It may not hit your league until the actual Supercoach finals, but you'll probably find that um, the better players in your league um, have a lot of similar players to yourself. So deciding on those... Um, differences will depend on how you're going already in the round and if you're predicted to, to win or lose. Obviously, if you're in front, you want to match up as much as you can with him or her. And um, if you're behind, you want to have a bit more differences to give yourself a shot. Generally in overall, point of differences don't work in your favour. You're really looking at those studs. Um, Brian, you know, I can throw it over to you. I know sometimes matchups can play a part. We've, we've sort of mentioned... Aiken being a good matchup this week, but in in general, you know, you take a pun on a guy that that's a fifty fifty, and and you know, you're going to get you know fifty percent results. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, look, you you are
2: correct. Um, look, pods don't work. Pods are more, um, in my opinion, more for um, uh, a length of the you know a, a good stretch of the year, um, you know, like ten games as opposed to, you know, two or three because you get a better, you know, a better sample of what they can offer. Um, It just depends. Uh, Obviously, in head-to-head, you're looking at who you're playing. So you might end up in a situation where you're just going, okay, well, it's pod
0: v pod, essentially. Yes. Um, You know, it could be five or six players, essentially. That you're yeah. playing against, whereas everyone else has cancelled each other out. It could be a captain's choice that you're making, where you're either trying to follow who he's he or she's choosing as captain. If you if you fancy yourself that you've yeah, got them covered, yeah, absolutely. That is that you is know? the strategy. You either yeah, you either match their captain if
2: you have him, um, or you're you know you know you uh, put your balls on the line so to say. And, um, <laughs> Uh, give it, you know, to say, well, I think this is it, and I'm going to play this guy. So that's where our previews are so important. If we can
0: give, yeah, you that that's right. Extra, it's, it's a tough
2: one. That question is a tough one, to be honest.
0: Mm. I'd I'd look at safer unless you're in a head-to-head where you you, you don't think that you've got a great chance. I I love, you know. um I know, Ryan, you're a big fan of as well, the NFL. And, and I remember a few years ago, New Orleans beat the famous Indianapolis Colts with Peyton Manning, you know, famous quarterback at his helm. And at halftime, or coming out of halftime, they tried the, you know, the onside kick, the equivalent of our short kickoff. And there's no way New Orleans' as coach does that if they're the better side matched up one for one. He knows they've got to come up with something different. And... um they did that, they got the ball back, you know, it was a bit of a 50-50 play, it worked out, they ended up winning the game, I think, by a couple of scores, one or two touchdowns, but it was very tight most of the game, you can look back, a simple decision like that could make a big, big difference, so again, you're looking at that when you're playing super coach, you're trying to do that match up head to head, you're trying to figure out am I in front, if you're behind, that's when you start taking small risks, you know, good PODs with good matchups. They're the risks that you're looking to take if you think you're behind. Uh, Greg, G, Greg G. I should say at Garner G nineteen seventy six asks at Supercoach Pros for Fafita or Gallon for the home run, leaning towards Fafita after his rest last weekend. I can tell you what. Um, well, I'll go to you first, uh, Pete. Um, which way you're leaning there for Fafita or Gallon? Personally, um, I'd rather go with
1: Paul Gallon. Um, it's a, it's a very close um, call between these two players. They're both playing for the same successful club, so they don't even come into consideration in our discussion earlier about, you know, who we get rid of and so on. Um, for mine, I think Gallon is a proven performer, a little bit more than for feeder for mine. For but he's just coming back from a week suspension and he's got that, that little bit in him where he could, where something like that could happen again. And I've for that reason, and for really for that reason only, I, I would stick with Gallon um, all the way through. I think he's he's the, the more reliable performer of the two, but, gee, there's not a lot in it.
0: For feeder, um well, Gallon is probably due to outscore him by about a point a match, if that, and in the last yeah. two. Um, my fear is Gallon, Fida's had that week off now. Maybe Gallon gets less game time. Or even misses a match, whereas I think Fafita now goes through. That's my one yeah, fear. Um, yeah,
1: it's it's a tough one, isn't it? That's and that's what we talked about as to whether he get less game time later. I, I said I don't think Gallon will do that. yet. I might pull him off at seventy or seventy five minutes, but not at sixty. Um, so I think that um, it's a it's a six or one after a dozen of the other. You can't go wrong with either. Well,
0: honest. Ryan, tough. is it? Are you worried about Gallen's injury history at all?
2: Um, not particularly, but I would go for Feeder purely on the fact that I think um, Feeder's a touch more dynamic. Um, so he might pop up for a try here or there, a which bit, might get that more little boost over yep. the top. Yep. And, and well, that's purely based on, yeah, just the fact that he does end up scoring a couple of tries. Or a gallon. If he's going to score a try, it's going to be bang, and he's barging over. Not, um, <laughs> that's not likely. Yeah, that's not great. not not charging through on a kick or anything like that.
1: Yeah, that's a very good point, Ryan. Uh, Peter has done a few of those trials, scored a few of those trials over the years. So that, was his, that was his trademark
0: back at the West Tigers. Yeah. At Brad Fogarty, our final tweet for tonight, asks, two trades left, help me out. He's got um, his main side, Cameron Smith there at hooker, Trent Merrin, Jesse Bromwich in the front rows, Bryce Cartwright, Sam Burgess, Tohu Harris, second rows. Johnson and Thurston in his halves with Milford Cleary as reserves. Also has James Graham and Aidan Tolman as other reserves. And then in the back line, Munster, Mansour, Croker, Aitken from Tedesco at fullback with Mitchell and French, other main reserves there. And then a bunch of sort of lower-priced cheapies um, bringing up the rest of his squad. Um, Pete, I guess I'll, I'll start with you. Two trades left. But I'm kinda of leaning towards just keep your team the way it is. You don't have enough trades left.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, going through that team, it's a pretty awesome team he's got there. Um and I don't believe in sort of making the trade for the sake of a trade. Um I would be very yeah, yeah, I'd be very tempted to stick with what he's got, I think. Like we did talk about Thurston, but that's risky, you know, he's still the best players in the comp and it wouldn't surprise me despite his stiff opposition. On Thursday night in the Bulldogs, that he scores a lot of points. Um, so I'd be I'd be very reluctant. I think I'd keep him and and just see what happens.
0: Yeah, um, Ryan. You know, is there any alternative? I mean, there's guys there like French, Mitchell, Cleary that you could be looking to move on for trying to find that upgrade. But right now, I think you've got to hold just for injuries' sake.
2: Absolutely, injuries, suspensions, that kind of stuff. Um, it's tough with limited trades left. Uh, depends depends on position on the ladder, I'm assuming. Um, if you're, you know, chasing the eight, chasing the finals... Uh, yeah it's really tough the side uh, the side he's got now can get
0: him through this round you would think absolutely it's a great it's a, it is a really solid side yeah, and um, next week you reassess based upon an injury suspension or or whatever yeah i I think
2: you have to leave him until yeah hold them until you cannot hold them
0: anymore yes hold 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 <laughs> that does it for the show guys uh Been a good one, a bit longer than uh, usual, but a lot to get to, of course. As we head into Supercoach finals, I think uh, it could turn into more of the daub. Ryan MS, thank you very much. Uh, Go us Tigers on the weekend, yes, hopefully so. (laughs) And Pete, you will be hoping the opposite, but thank you for tonight. and I'll see you on Sunday, and of course, talk to you next Tuesday night. Yeah,
1: certainly, we'll be always trying to get started. (laughs)
0: and I'm Paulie G of course um, for the round table podcast make sure you follow us on twitter at supercoachpros and go to that website www.supercoachpros.com for all your information regarding fan sports, regarding Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care, recaps, reviews and of course this very podcast but for now it's a good night and we'll talk to you next Tuesday, bye for now